I'm Samantha Sherris. I'm Virginia Allen. And this is the Daily Signal Top News for Wednesday, May 10th. Here are today's headlines. Our colleague Fred Lucas is reporting that President Joe Biden's family received more than $10 million from foreign entities, mostly while he was vice president, according to information released Wednesday. Republicans on the House Oversight and Accountability Committee issued a 36-page memo that made public a sampling of the thousands of pages of bank records regarding the Biden family and foreign entities. The president has recently said the committee's bank records showing his family's receipt of funds from China are not true. Documents tell the story of how Biden family members and various business associates created more than 20 companies during Biden's vice presidency. The first family also used business associates' companies to receive the foreign money bank records show, according to the memo. The committee determined foreign companies sent money to the business associates' companies and the Biden family received incremental payments over time to different bank accounts, in what Republicans say is an attempt to conceal large transactions, the memo says. For example, records show that Chinese nationals and companies with close ties to Chinese intelligence and the Chinese Communist Party hid the source of the funds to the Biden family companies by layering in American limited liability companies. The House Oversight Memo says, The Biden family and associates' activities in coordination with Chinese nationals and their corporate entities appear to be an attempt to engage in financial deception. To be clear, multiple Biden family members received money from the Chinese after it passed through the Robinson Walker LLC account. Additionally, Hunter Biden received money directly into his company's account from a Chinese-controlled entity. We will include a link to Fred's article in today's show notes. An economist says families' incomes are not keeping up with inflation. That's after the latest Consumer Price Index report shows inflation rose 0.4% in April. That's up 4.9% compared with April 2022, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. E.J. Antoni, a research fellow in regional economics in the Center for Data Analysis at the Heritage Foundation, told the Daily Signal, Wednesday's data show inflation is still firmly entrenched in the economy, and that will continue until we rein in government spending, borrowing, and printing of money. And Tony added, while the headline inflation number continues to trend down from its 40-year high last year, core inflation remains stubbornly high, and overall inflation is still well above the Fed's 2% target. The shelter index, which pertains to prices associated with housing, rose 0.4%. The energy index rose 0.6%. The gasoline, which includes all types, index rose by 3%, the used car and truck index rose 4.4%, and the medical care commodities index rose 0.5%, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Alfredo Ortiz, the president and chief executive officer of the nonpartisan Job Creators Network, also weighed in on the report. He said this Biden inflation is a direct result of the Biden administration and congressional Democrats' reckless spending that has diluted the currency already in existence and bid up prices. 
The White House referred the Daily Signal to Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre's statement about the April inflation report. Jean-Pierre said with today's report, annual inflation has come down 45 percent since last summer. The annual inflation rate has now come down 10 months in a row at a time when our economy and job market are strong, with the unemployment rate at its lowest level in more than 50 years. Gas prices are down nearly $1.50 from their summer peak, and prices at the grocery store have actually come down the last two months, providing some welcome breathing room for families. New York Representative George Santos, a Republican, was arrested this morning. Reuters reports that the freshman congressman was charged with money laundering, fraud, theft of public funds, and false statements. As you'll recall, Santos has come under fire in the past for allegedly lying about his resume. Let's take a listen to some of Santos's comments from earlier today via Sky News' Twitter. Look, this is the beginning of the okay, ability for me to address and defend myself. We have an indictment. We have all. We have the information that the government wants to come after me on, and I'm going to comply. I've been complying throughout this entire process. I have no desire not to comply at this point. They've been gracious in there. Now I'm going to have to go and fight to defend myself. The reality is, is it's a witch hunt because it, it, it makes no sense that in four months, four months, five months, I'm indicted. You have Joe Biden's entire family receiving deposits from nine non-family members receiving money from foreign, from foreign destinations into their bank accounts. It's been years of exposing. A lot of you here have reported on them, and yet no investigation is launched into them. I'm going to fight. I, well, and I'm just going. I'm getting back to that. I'm going to fight my battle. I'm going to deliver. I'm going to fight the witch hunt. I'm going to take care of clearing my name, and I look forward to doing that. Fox News reports that the 13-count indictment was made public on Wednesday and includes seven counts of wire fraud three counts of money laundering, one count of theft of public funds, and two counts of making materially false statements to the U.S. House of Representatives. House Majority Leader Steve Scalise was asked if Santos should resign. Let's take a listen to what he had to say via the recount's Twitter. So first of all, in regard to George Santos, he was already removed from all of his committees. Uh, there is a legal process. The charges just came out. We, we just saw some of them this morning. And so in America, there's a presumption of innocence, but they're serious charges. He's going to have to go through the legal process. We will, of course, keep you updated as the story develops. Finally today, some updates from the southern border. Title 42, a public health measure that was set in place during the COVID-19 pandemic, will expire tomorrow. The measure has allowed Border Patrol to quickly expel illegal aliens from the country. But without Title 42, encounters at the southern border are expected to grow exponentially, reaching an estimated 13,000 a day. That's about double the average right now. But the Biden administration says it has a plan. The Biden administration has announced a new asylum rule effective once Title 42 expires. The new rule requires illegal aliens to first seek asylum in another country they travel through or risk being denied asylum here in the U.S. Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas announced the new rule at a press conference Wednesday. Take a listen. If individuals do not access 
their lawful pathways, the pathways that we have made available to them, they will face a rebuttable presumption, but a presumption of ineligibility. This new rule is already drawing criticism, with some saying it's not going to be effective. Simon Hankison, a senior research fellow in the Heritage Foundation's Border Security and Immigration Center, told the Daily Signal the asylum rule simply directs everyone towards using the made-up illegal mass parole programs that the Biden administration egregiously labels lawful pathways by using the CBP-1 mobile app to get a parole appointment at an interior airport. Hankison continued, in the long run, this won't discourage anyone. Those who can use the parole app process will. Those who can't will just come anyway and cross illegally. The best we can hope for is that the new asylum rule reduces flows about as much as Title 42 did, and things remain status quo, a poorly managed disaster. Be sure to follow Daily Signal senior reporter Mary Margaret Olihan this week. She is down at the southern border to talk to those who are crossing, get footage, and really understand what is going on down there on the ground so you can follow her on Twitter and also across social media platforms. And that'll do it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to The Daily Signal's top news. If you haven't had the chance, be sure to check out our morning show right here in this podcast feed. Tomorrow morning, I'm sitting down with the Heritage Foundation's Laura Reese to dive deeper into what is going on at the southern border with the end of Title 42 and the bill that Republicans have been saying for weeks that they plan to push forward and move through the House. Now, that vote might be postponed. She explains more. Also, make sure you subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach even more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and review. We read all of your feedback. Thanks again for listening. We hope you all have a great night and we'll see you right back here tomorrow morning for my conversation with Laura Reese on the Southern Border Crisis. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.